0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm Derek Riley, and with Charlie Smith, and welcome to Dirty Water, an hour of swinging discourse where opinion is everything, and where facts are really yanked out of our kimonos. Today's guest on Dirty Water is the current, and for the foreseeable future, world number five. He is 26 years old, and is, or was so prone to belting surfboards, you'd often find him cradling his hand like a paw wounded in a blade trap. And his eyes, peering over his facial shrubbery, are so small and dark they look like the raisin eyes stolen off a gingerbread man's face. A talk, of course, of Kaloha and Dino. Hey, I was just saying, I was just saying, a chaz that uh, there's a trophy in the background in the other angle. Is that a second place trophy?
1: Yeah, I got some seconds.
0: What do you do with your, what do What do you do with your five second place trophies? I got
1: second at uh, Sunset, second two Margaret seconds, two Snapper seconds, and a Brazil second. Which but is- I have a cash cash twin, a prime.
0: Oh, you've actually got a first place trophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but as a prime, it was a ten thousand.
0: But cash cash is that Portugal?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks man. <laughs> it was like I was, four or five years I was actually ago. really I was actually really worried for you at the Snapper contest when um, it looked like you going to win and get fuck he's broken the hoodoo, he's won the contest and then uh, it looked that wave and then I thought oh god he's actually going to kill himself this time. <laughs> <laughs> It've would been bad, huh? <laughs> Is that the saddest you've ever been? Um
2: not
1: no, not even close. I was definitely like more sad like losing early in events. Really, yeah, yeah. Losing late, sure. you felt feel like I'm I was like way, I was way more sad. Like when I lost, like I did terrible at the Surf Ranch, like didn't even complete a wave. So I was way more sad then.
2: I mean, you should have really started ripping banisters out and stuff at Surf Ranch, though. Just said I I did bad because I hate this fucking place, and just started burning <laughs> burning it down. It would <laughs> have been a fan favorite move we right there. <laughs> anarchy is the only answer. I mean, a real, let's be honest as, as evidenced by our current state of affairs, it is the right answer. Apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That's a, it was a tricky one. Yeah. So it's surfing, you, surfing your two waves at 7. PM. You're like, what am I supposed to do all day?
2: And how many, how many practices I was up on that day doing something with billabong and was shocked to learn that you had two waves of training. Is that true? I think some guys did. I think we had, like, there was, like, three days
1: in a row where you had two waves each day, mm-hmm. and that was right before the event, so that was your only time to warm up, so you had six waves.
2: Yeah, six waves to warm up.
1: Yeah, which is kind of, there is, like, a case to to argue that it's kind of so hard that it's
2: cool in a way for the for Kelly just because everybody's equally unprepared <laughs> except for Kelly Slater the man who built it and owns it and s- still surfs in the event and anyone who is a world champ can surf whenever they want there yeah and his <laughs> friends really good friends etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if you're if
0: you're really famous like lewis hamilton or something you could gather well every time you want it huh
1: i don't, I don't think that Gabriel's been there that much and he wins it every year. So I don't know.
0: Do you, pl- do you plan your runs? You go, I'm going to do 15 turns here, barrel for 20 seconds and come out and do a chop hop.
1: <laughs> um, I guess you kind of can, but yeah, I don't know. A little bit, a little bit. You can. It's, it's a weird wave for sure. It's hard to rip, as, as you guys can see, except for Gabriel. I think everyone has a hard time making like, it super hard.
2: Derek Crypt are pretty good.
1: <laughs> <It's> pretty good. <laughs> the barrel of the event, or like people will like, like stumble upon like the impossible tube ride out there. You know, like I saw Peter King's son, Bunker King, get like a 10 second behind the phone ball, too. So it's very fluky.
2: Peter King named his son Bunker. Yeah. After bunkers, clearly after bunker spreckles. Yeah, I think so. I love that PK names his kid after the renowned
0: druggist. Yeah, I don't know. Dead at twenty-seven. Yeah. in vomit. With bitches, the dildos hanging out of them. Shit. Do you have Do you have
2: your names already picked? Hello, hey.
1: Uh, for, for kids. Yeah um i like super like simple names like standard names and my wife kind of like taj (laughs) oh yeah i have them picked it's taj and nick yeah (laughs) and andy (laughs) um no i just like like i don't know like whatever like simple names so charles yeah like charles (laughs) no it's a good name like classic.
0: Donald. donald's a nice name simple yeah. traditional yeah
1: like like people's names that like that name their kids like after vegetables or like i don't know just like weird names they're like trips me out so
2: i don't know like kala like naming your like naming a kid little rascal and <laughs> like naming
1: your kid Clohe, yeah kind of trips me out a little bit
0: <laughs> what, was okay. it? what was the first time you ever said you
1: bob and like dane and daryl just jonathan like just simple american yeah. names.
2: americ simple american names
0: yeah <laughs> names of tegrity gotta have tegrity <laughs> names
2: no well, it's like i feel like the kid already has like a it'll like
1: be born with like an ego or like a little bit of like 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 i'm special because my name's like moon or whatever like you know like <laughs> so i don't want to do that yeah i don't, don't want to do that
0: do you feel special because you have a very special name?
1: No, I don't. I feel like my name's a little bit of annoying when I have to like say it to people.
2: And they when and then when they say Chloe
0: back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the whole world thought my name was Chloe before <laughs> saying it right.
0: Does Rosie pronounce your name Chloe? She pronounces um, no, it, was, um it, was
1: uh, it was Martin oh. Pottery said it right.
0: Chloe <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah,
1: so. Oh yeah like i wish it was just like thomas yeah you know, tur-
2: Jim. i mean we could we can rebrand beach grid is good at rebranding we can re rebrand you tom and dino all day
0: every day <laughs> jim Andino. <laughs> <laughs> what about tom <Tom-tom>?
1: tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know about that that's not very standard
0: Hey, I thought it'd be really good to talk um, about uh, Daddy Dino because um, your dad obviously is a pro surfer and uh, a dear, dear friend of mine, and um, and he was, he was the he was the full tiger dad. So, what was it like having a pro surfer for a father? And um, you know, because it shaped you into the you know the surfer you are. And also, um, there's this great quote from uh, from your dad, and he said, "I always wanted to be the dad I never had. I wasn't going to just pawn Chloe off on some other parents and leave him by himself for the weekend." So how involved was he? Was he the full Tiger Daddy? Uh,
1: ti- Tiger Dad like Tiger Woods or like Tiger? <laughs> like, T- like the Tiger Tiger, show.
0: tiger shit. No, yeah, like Tiger Joe. Yeah, with <laughs> coffees and shit.
1: <laughs> you drinking one right <laughs>
0: there? Uh, straight black coffee. Oh yeah, I got a little California mug.
1: One second, my mom just walked in. Mom.
2: Hey, he should, she should come be on the podcast.
1: Yeah, bring mom. No, on the um. Uh, Madison's on a trip with her uh, family. You got the dog, yeah, I got the dogs. <laughs> just me.
0: <laughs> Are you still living at home? I thought you had a mansion by the beach. No, I, no, no, no. We, I don't live
1: with my parents.
0: No? What's your mom <laughs> yeah, doing in your house? I have a huge mansion on the beach. <laughs> we have four of them,
1: actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez, you gotta be careful with your mom just wandering in the house.
1: Yeah, no, it's like that with everyone.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not like you, like a weirdo. <laughs> well,
0: we're all gonna we're all gonna have secrets, brother. You know that.
1: Um. So, uh, what Tiger Tiger Woods dad or Tiger the, the Tiger King show? No, the, the,
0: the the concept of Tiger parenting, where they where they identify a talent in their child and they really push to bring that out in the child.
1: Oh, okay. Um. I guess he would have done that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know, it was just really cool to like, I guess, grow up. Like once I got on tour, I had already been to most of the spots. So I was like familiar with kind of life on tour because he used to take me everywhere when he worked for like Billabong and Oakley. So I don't know, It um, it was definitely like an advantage to have like a professional surfing dad. And then I think he's got a really good eye for like boards and technique and that sort of stuff so it's it was really helpful
0: but how how much did he push you because I know when you're I think eight or nine or something he took you out at a big J bay and uh you know do you remember that <laughs>
1: the one, the one really scary one was the toto santos one when I was like eight or nine or something I think my I think my board was like a step up five oh or five one or something <laughs> so yeah I was it was he was kind of I think he thought it was going to be a little bit smaller than it was maybe on the day because the next day it was bigger and he didn't, we, we didn't go out or he went out like without me to, um, surf. But, um, yeah, I got a couple bigger waves on the head for sure. And then the, the J Bay one, we had like this, like we got drilled at boneyards, like, in, like basically in the middle of the night, pitch black because we piled out so early. And then like, yeah, I was just a little bit freaked out, but I don't know. I think he was like, I was always like growing up, like competing with John John, and John John was like on the cover at Pipeline. So he was like, you know, get out there. <laughs> you can handle it.
2: <laughs> so did you have, did you have, I mean, was it fun? Was it like, okay, if my dad's telling me I can do it and he's here with me, like, I'm not going to die. My dad's not going to let me die. And so <laughs> it's kind of fun. I mean, or was it just like what you did? Um, it was kind of just like,
1: I mean, it was definitely. It was definitely fun. Like, I love surfing and I love going to all these places. Um, but it was definitely like, you know, you're out there, even if I was like a little scared, he definitely like gave me the nudge to go. But I don't think it like ever like made me not like never made me like scared of bigger waves. Like, once I got a little bit older, he kind of just let me like go. But he definitely like nudged me to like ride not like giant waves, but like I guess like six foot Hawaiian waves, which just like. 12 to 15 foot
2: Californian or Australian or something. <laughs> I think these days, six foot Hawaiian is like 35 feet California. That yeah, I know. Maybe I like, so maybe far like six foot
1: Hawaiian in the like early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, how, how big
0: was you about us when you're, uh, when you surfed when you're eight?
1: I think I got caught inside by like a proper eight foot wave when I was like, um, like eight foot Hawaiian. And I got washed in and I was like pretty close to the rocks. And I think he was like, it was, like, me, him, uh, Mike Parsons, and his wife. And I think Mike was, like, hey, like, get in there. Like, it's kind of, like, he's, like, by the rocks. And he's, like, getting, like, you know, solid five-foot waters like, on his head. And then, like, he, like, paddled in and, like, grabbed me. And then we – I only got a couple waves on the head, but it, was, it wasn't too bad. But was just, I was just, like,
2: tripping, like, whoa. I love that your dad – I love that Dino you know, can paddle into the rocks at Toto's. Oh, like grab you on his board and paddle out like he's on a jet ski.
0: No, no, no.
1: He was just more like paddled in to like check to see if I was fine. And then we like paddled to the shoulder, like, you
2: know, whatever. It's <laughs> funny. I was texting old Evan Slater, your buddy Evan Slater. He's still buddies oh. with Evan Slater? Yeah, yeah. I'm buddies with him. Yeah. Good. Okay. I was yeah. texting him just the other day wondering if I, if I, me personally, tried to surf Totos, if I would die. Uh And he said, no, you could, you could do it. But Kolohe, would I die?
1: No, no. There's like, I mean, I don't, people get, there's some like grumpier people, but there's like days that are really small and like fun and rippable.
2: Do you surf totos ever anymore? I haven't
1: surfed there since I think like 2012 or something. I went out and it was super fun. It was like a, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) But it's funny the dynamic with my dad, because like most, most of the things have like com- completely reversed. So like now when we surf bigger surf, he's like always like, oh, be careful. Like, uh, like, you know, and he's on the shoulder and then like, you know, now I'm always like bickering and yelling at him, like, get out there, like go surf. Like, why aren't you out surfing? Like, even like days I'm like, I can't even surf. I'm like, waves are firing. now like, get out there, what are you doing? Like, it's not like this every day. Like, you know, he's like, oh, okay, I'm out there. <laughs> You're right. So it's totally reversed.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a sad shift in a man's life when his son starts to be faster and better. and and uh, but, don't you, don't you just,
2: but don't you just plant in your son then and say that that's what I did. This is my legacy. I am happy to to Plus on the baton. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think well now we're like best
1: friends, so it's just more like friendly banter, but I'm also like dude, you need to surf, like, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have uh, meltdowns when you were a kid because you, your dad was making you surf so much and you go, dad, I just want to be a dancer. Daddy, I don't want to surf anymore. I really want to dance. want to find my true calling. Did you ever have any meltdowns or did the surfing started to give you the shits?
1: Uh, no, I never had, like, a, like, a, I want to quit surfing moment. I never had that, no. what was this? my dad was, like, pretty, he'd be hard at me at times, but he also gave me, like, a lot of freedom to, like, Skateboard around the neighborhood with all my friends, and, like hang out at the beach and like hang out with kids my age and like check chicks out and like he always gave me like a lot of freedom, like he trusted me a lot. So it was net, it wasn't like wake up, do your push ups, eat your protein shake, get out there surf like for four hours and like you know like he would just tell me like when you we were surfing, he'd be like, bro, your your stance is too wide, like you need to narrow it. Like what are you doing? Like you just tell me like that, like you know, it wasn't like psycho like. <laughs> treadmill at 4am 13 year old kid like,
0: <laughs> but he spent he spent a lot more time with you than the other his other kids huh? Your brothers and sisters or your sisters
1: uh well we would go on the road together so i mean my my sisters wouldn't come so i guess so you know technically
0: because of the golden
1: boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm the favorite <laughs> favorite he it
0: what sort of technical stuff did he um did he tell you then and what does he tell you and what were some of the most helpful technical things he told you about your surfing um
1: i think he i think the most important thing is he always wanted me to like he had me watch the right guys and i think he always he always wanted me to surf like taj back in and like Mick forehand that was like his like seek like <coughs> excuse me that was like his perfect combo. And I, I agreed on it at a very young age, obviously, because I was like, you know, in awe of those guys, but um, yeah. So he always wanted me to surf like really round and like, and um, forehand and real snappy back So I think, I think that was the most important thing, but I mean, even to this day, he still tells me things that are like uh, super helpful. Like he's been trying to like help me with my back arm. Cause when I, Sometimes when I do a bottom turn forehand, I, like, put my back arm, like, really, like, behind me. And then it, like, and it kind of messes up my top turn. So he's trying to have me, like, swing it closer. So, um, yeah, I guess, like, everything's super important. But the the Taj and Mick combo is, I guess, the um, most important thing that I can remember.
2: How How much can you control your body in the moment? Like, can you be aware, like, okay, my back arm is swinging out too far right now? like when you're actually surfing or is it something that you watch on video and then try to correct for a whole session afterwards or can you can you correct like mid-heat or mid-session <laughs> um i would like to think i could, i could
1: correct whenever or if like if i made the mistake like no i'd like remember right then okay like that last wave or that even on the same wave go oh that last maneuver i kind of did that too much or my foot was a little bit too far back or forward or whatever
2: Derek, how much do you, when you're surfing, are you able to correct your uh, (laughs) position in the moment? Like to think, oh, no, like if I stand up, that's how I stink and stood up. I got like, (laughs) my feet are all over the place. I've got like one move in me. And then the arms and everything else are just shot, right? Like where I can't even imagine changing them. I just do what I do. But yeah. and I watch surfers all the time in the lineup. But then, how much control do you have moment to moment, Derek, over what yeah, you're doing?
0: Me, like I just have so much, and particularly at the moment, I have so much head noise. So I take off, just go fucking paddle hard, paddle hard. Oh, fuck, you fucked it that time. Oh, fuck, lift your hands and <laughs> fucking, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> bah, punch a board, fucking paddle that. Oh, I'm giving up this fucking stupid sport. I fucking hate it. I've tried so hard for so long. But then other times, it's so sublime and everything slows down. I think it's where you live too. Like, I think if I live somewhere and I was surfing lowers because everything slows down at lowers, you paddle in, you know, everything's always smooth. You got a second, but where I live is just this ledgy sort of takeoff, and then it's just do, it just goes into a burger, then there's a little ledgy second, then a section, and then it closes out. So it's just, oh. head is just going, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck. And then there's some guy coming out of the lift on his fucking, um, on his <laughs> on his giant surfboard, some Spaniard going, Yeah, so sorry, man, yeah. <laughs> flying everywhere. And it's just a uh, it dies if I can head in. So I've got a lot of head noise. But on a on a good day, I think I think the better surfer you are, the more surfing slows down for you. So I imagine it's um in slow motion for you, brother.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, well I've been trying to like, you know, obviously get better and watch a lot of players with, like other guys and stuff and when I watch it and watch what they do and i try it 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 helps a lot so i'd like to think i have you know a little bit or a lot of control on how i my arms and feet and way i look or whatever but i think the general like style and of how someone like moves like is kind of like planted in their dna like if you watch someone that like or like if you watch someone play tennis or ping pong they'll kind of do that same movements as a surf or skateboard or whatever so i don't know if i like if i tried to surf like griffin or whatever i don't know if it would look that good you know it would look weird
2: but the but but for sure
1: i understand what you're saying saying, but i do
2: so but is the best is the best kolohe is the best version of kolohe a world champion are you the great white hope
1: what do you mean Oh, I
2: that's, that was, what the, that's, that's what the world that's what the world wants right now is a great wide hope that's what everyone is just begging for no but but like okay so you know like it's just brazilians stacked up on the horizon right at this yeah. point yeah you surfing as good as you can you got uh you could take out gabe you take out Idalo, take out everyone yeah uh-huh are you asking me or tell me i'm asking you Oh yeah, I think I yeah, absolutely. For sure. for sure. Yeah. I mean you better think that. Yeah. 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 I, I mean if <laughs> you were thinking no at
1: this point I, I, I mean no. I don't I at least think it. I don't know if I actually believe it, but I think it <laughs> But you believe you believe it. No, no, I do. I do, yeah, for sure. I mean, any conditions I feel like I I can I can beat them. Yeah,
2: for sure. And and so are you looking coming out of quarantine, <laughs> like are you eye on the prize? geared up like i'm gonna own this thing or are you like oh, okay we, uh, surfing was is fun um i'm definitely
1: a little bit of both i still i still have like a crazy love relationship with surfing and i i feel like i have to feed both of them like that like true surf dude that just wants to surf and like go up the coast and no cameras and just do it for fun with the boys and hang on the beach but Also, like get in the gym and like work on my arm placements and like (laughs) head twists to like learn like full rotations and stuff like that. So I kind of try, or at least I try to feed both sides like a lot, you know. Because if if one side's like if I'm favoring one side too much, then the then that side will start to uh will start to like mess me up.
0: So. And it seems like culturally, the um, a lot of the Brazilians surf to to win, even when they're free surfing, they're they're surfing because they want to win heats. Yeah. Whereas Californians and Australians surf because it's a really cool thing to do and, and just love going surfing up like the coast of their buddies. Yeah,
1: I've, I've heard that ar- argument a lot. Like, like the, the the icons, the kings of cool from our sport have always been from like California, like all, all the way back to like Mickey Dora, whereas like. These new like Brazilian guys, they just like it's like their job. Like they, they they surf for their job almost. Is is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Yeah, well, you know, when like you watch Idolo free surfing and you look like he's trying to win heats every single wave he gets. It's like he's yeah. trying to get 10 on it. Whereas I think, you know, you watch you free surf and you'd be trying some stuff, but you'd be, you know, just just having a hell time.
1: Yeah, like talking, having fun, joking around, going whatever. Like, yeah, he looks like he's trying to win heats even like when he goes switch foot.
0: <laughs> Any win them, huh? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know. I think a lot of the a lot of those guys. I don't know what they do on a day to day basis. But it, for me personally, it'd be hard for me to like try to win heats every single second. I'm in the water. It seems kind of like crazy a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You like, got a
0: photo of uh, uh, Michael Jordan behind yeah. you. Yeah, I got I got Andy too right there. Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah,
2: good. Is That First a sherm? Shot. Is that a sherm, Andy?
1: I think it's uh, Michael Mer- Muller.
2: Oh, okay. That was yeah. for was it outside? Yeah. Outside magazine. Outside. Yep. Yeah.
0: So yeah, he's all. I mean, but it's up interesting up. those those two particular guys, Andy and um, Michael Jordan. They um, to win world title, you know, win playoffs, or whatever um, uh, finals. They 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 have to be kind of slightly psychotic. And it yeah. feels like world world champ. There has to be um, an element of psychosis. Are you prepared to go to that psychotic level to be a Slater, Jordan, Andy Irons, to win a world title? Are you uh, to make that sort of I
1: cycle? feel like I was I was really close to there last year. Honestly, the whole year. So I don't know. I think I think yeah, it's it's doable for sure. But I still have like feelings for other people and like. I'm aware of my surroundings and and I also think like, I love surfing so much like when the waves are good, I won't get out of the water. So for, for someone to be like out there for an hour and a half doing like their win the world title free surf is fine, but you can't do it for eight hours. Like, I'm sorry. And that's what I like to do. I like to surf for eight hours when the waves are good. So I don't know if that's gonna allow me to win the world title. Maybe I have too much of like a romantic Relationship with surfing, but you know I'm not going to change
2: for that.
0: Hey Chaz, what do you what do you think it takes to be a uh, world champion?
2: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that there's what it takes to be a world champion. I think a true world champion is an iconoclast, right? And so you always think it's one way, and so then everybody builds up the Michael Jordan. Oh, you're supposed to be or the Kelly Slater way, right? Where you're supposed to be so single minded that you're burning the entire world. Uh, in order to or willing to burn the entire world in order to achieve your your dream, but then all it takes is the one guy who says no. I just went and did it did it this way, which yeah, then like, that could be like, like I think it's gone, the like or per, precisely precisely yeah. where it's always it's the it's the person who believes enough in their sort of change in their, or, in their way exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, so yeah, so all it's just it's pure belief. You better not be mock or aping anybody you better just be believing enough where back to you, Kolohe do you believe enough you could be a world champion? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, totally. I think,
1: um, especially with the way my surfing's gone, I feel it. I still feel like I'm improving a lot, which is like really exciting for me to get to showcase that. So yeah, I do. I feel like I, I do feel that way. I mean, last year, I wanted to have a, ch- a shot of the title at pipe and I, that was my goal in the beginning of the year and I, I did it. So I, I when I was, I'm stoked, but, um, I also feel like sometimes like the, um, it's just so it's so weird. Like you said, like, you just gotta believe in what you're doing and like everything works different for someone else. Like you can't like, like, honestly, like when I, when I'm like, an asshole to someone like like a Michael Jordan was or whatever. Like I feel bad about it. Like it's not it's not me. So I think the main thing is just being like true to yourself. And I feel like everyone's done that who wins the world title and whether it's Adriano or Italo or Gabriel John whatever Mick like they just, they were true to themselves and they had like a true identity. They weren't like and I feel like I've been kind of like all over the place in the past. Whereas now I find I'm finally like finding my my true self and who I want to be, which is kind of like <laughs> a deeper conversation. But <laughs> that's what no, I, think so
0: who, I. So, 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 who is the true Kai Andino?
1: I don't know. Well, like, what do you mean? Like, we said you, like, you, said you sort like, of finding like,
0: Where you like, finding your, your true self? What? Do you, what is your true self? Who are you?
1: I just think. Um, I guess, like, a oh, big thing at least for me it was like being grateful for like the everything that I've, that I have. And then another big thing was like taking hundred percent ownership of like everything I did. So those are kind of my like two big things, especially that I did last year, especially the ownership thing was like in the beginning of the year. And that was like, doesn't matter who you're staying with. doesn't matter this, that, what he said, she said, like control, what you can control. And take 100% ownership in in everything that you do. So that was kind of like my motto or mindset um, going into the year. And then as the year went on, I was like, and I worked so hard. And then I was like, in the title race, and I was just like, honestly, I was just really stoked to be like in the conversation in the title race and like in the commercials. Like it was my first kind of like I was second in the world first event, and then I was like all the way through, and then in the top five. So I was really like, wow, this is pretty like sick. So then I. At the end, I was like, man, I should be really grateful. Like just really enjoy it. Like, you know, got, really six, houses, out right there. got six houses on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you blew it though. Being Five grateful. in Miami. <laughs> no, but honestly, like I've, I've made a living off surfing and competing and dude, like it's, it's epic. So I was like, at the end of the year, I was just like, this is
2: insane. Like I'm so stoked and that was about it. You know? So, but, but like from my outside perspective as the fan perspective, right? You see a guy like Taj, who love watching Taj surf. Awesome. Taj is living a better life. I will argue. Derek will probably agree than Kelly Slater, right? Oh, Taj's life is more fulfilled, more fulfilling. He's enjoying himself. Never won one thing, right? Had like, and so yeah. I guess <laughs> at some point it seems at least in surfing, probably in all sports, there's a trade between what are you willing to trade for title? Are you willing to trade happiness and satisfaction for titles? Right? Well, the whole thing is that (laughs) I, I realized at the end of the year was
1: like, I was like kind of thinking like, man, when am I going to like win a tour event? Like, am I good enough to, to win that world title this year? Like do I actually deserve it? Like am i actually the best surfer in the world. And then I was like really thinking about it and I was like, man, I've already won. Like I've already won life. Like, like what is like some like trophy going to do? Is it going to make me like happier or like nicer or like, no, it's not going to do that. Like I'll feel, I'll be stoked. And like, you know, all my hard work will pay off. It'll be rad, but I'm not going to be like, it's not going to change me no matter what. And and it's not going to make me happier. Like I should be the happiest person in the world. Like people are digging dishes for minimum wage. And I'm like waiting for, Chopu to get eight foot so I can like compete. Like (laughs) that's the real real (laughs) number. Like maybe we'll
2: ride tomorrow. Like (laughs) that's like my big
0: worries.
2: (laughs) But that's the real problem is you got Michael Jordan on the wall. Who Michael Jordan only like f everything except the being the best basketball player in the world, right? Yeah. Well, there's
1: a a there's a quote though. It's not just like it's not just like he doesn't have like blood on his teeth. There's a quote. It, It says. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot I missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. That is why I succeed. So, meaning like.
2: So I mean, so there we go, though. So there we go. But, like, you-
1: but it's, not like, it's not like murder everyone, like win at all costs.
0: No, but no that's one's the gonna thing. buy that poster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <Yeah, right> never <now. laughs> It's true, but you know, you watch the, you know, you watch the Last Dance, and uh, and and then the aftermath of it, of people just saying, "Fuck," it was just a, um, it was a Michael Jordan, um, you know, sort of whitewash, and uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> but he he genuinely, even now, but he doesn't seem happy, and it's interesting when you watch that great episode of Soundwaves with Kelly at the tour with his um, with his faith healer Charlie Goldsmith. And Charlie's asking Kelly, how many world titles would you give to be happy? And, you know, Kelly really has to think about it. So it's interesting that, you know, then you have someone like Taj, he's probably the happiest man on the planet, has got millions of dollars, like you, close with tons of houses and shit, a couple of kids, couldn't be fucking happy, he's 42 years old and still going on trips and living like a 17-year-old. And then other people have won 11 world titles or three world titles, whatever, and um, still searching for that elusive thing called happiness.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, that, that poster was just kind of like, a uh like a reminder that like never to give up, you know? Because I feel like I've gotten, you know, as great as my life has been, I've gotten my ass kicked on the world tour. <laughs> so I was kinda like I think I got that in like a, got that poster in like a a low time.
2: <laughs> so,
1: how many years how many tours have you done? Uh this would have been my ninth or my ninth year I think.
2: Yeah, you're a full veteran. I I'm mean, in any bat, NFL, bro. yeah, MLB, any basketball, like a hey, coming up on your 10th year in the league,
0: Yeah,
2: you're like straight up, I mean, you've done it. You've done your yards. I'm you're
0: doing 20. I got, I got 20
2: in there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel that you're, how old are you? You're 26. 30,
1: 37. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 35. Yeah. <laughs>
0: If this, yeah, is, I mean, this is 1984. You you would have retired three years ago. I'm like
1: one year younger than Jordy. Like, I'm like 31. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> your your peak. I mean, in terms of surf, your peak is still on the horizon. You haven't peaked yet. But you're probably yeah. in your peak. Well, they say like when you're like mentally
1: like wise and your body's still young, right? It's like yeah, late 20s, early 30s.
2: Yeah. So you're there for theoretically. So yeah. Well. <laughs> Every year, every year, look out, think, man, I'm coming. Every year, I say, "Look out!" <laughs> every year, I'm totally disappointed at losing my other houses on the beach. Just get I bet the entire thing on Handino Championship.
0: <laughs> so you were, so you you're born in 1994, Cloh? Yeah, 94. So what happened to the class of '88? That was the great great class. It was Julian Wilson, Jordy Smith. Who who was there, James? There's a bunch of '88 guys. Jeremy Flores. Yes, yeah, so they're all yeah he wasn't really but no, um, <laughs> nah, not i don't know but yeah maybe walker yeah so the class of 88 are the great world title contenders and now they're in their 30s and pretty much one or two more seasons and it's very unlikely world titles are going to happen what happened to those great talents who are you know all incredible surfers why why do you think they didn't you know progress beyond you know fourth or fifth in the world
1: um like Julian and Jordy, pretty much. Unless the, uh, I, think, I, think yeah, Jordy's I mean, finished like runner up, second, like three times or something. Sorry, finished, was I think Jordy's finished runner up like three times or something, right? Ooh,
0: fuck that must hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't, like, he's a funny dude, man. He's telling. <laughs> he's um, I don't know. I really don't know. They're definitely good enough to win. So yeah, I don't know. I, I admire both their surfing like incredibly, but yeah, maybe, I don't know. You know, surfing's a weird sport. It's like the best surfer doesn't always win. It's just trippy like that.
0: And there's also the naivety of the uh, of the surf fan, you know, like Chaz and me and everyone else watching, but it's so incredibly hard just to win a heat, let alone to win 30, 30 heats over the course of year, win a couple of events and win a world title. to For all those things to happen, just to win a border riders contest in Australia, so fucking hard just to get just to get through one master's fucking heat just to get third out of six guys catch two waves in 15 minutes and get two fours
2: yeah
0: then to have a ct and you're up against one of the best service in the world and then to do that through an event over the course of a year it's incredibly difficult isn't
1: it yeah it's super difficult and i feel like you have to have like a little luck on your side too like like Italo was rated lower than me going into europe and he went second, first, first and he won the world title. So it just got on like a hot run, like craziness. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's why I think, that's why I think the true best surfer is someone who's consistent throughout the whole year. And that's why I've argued this whole like mentalized trip that the WSL wants to
2: do. Yeah, it doesn't work, right?
1: yeah it doesn't or doesn't give you the
2: doesn't give you a champion it gives you you can it gives you a event winner but not the best surfer in the world that year
1: yeah exactly because it's so freaking hard to win an event and like so hard to be like even an event at like bells or Europe or most places like you're surfing like three or four different conditions like you go to bells and you're on like a little like little left that's like windy and then the next day is like eight foot two banger lefts and then you go to the right and it's like eight foot slabbing right and then the final day is like little right air sections and you're like what in the world like just to win that event it was like I surf you know where I got third last year and I surfed like four different boards like it's like you know or the or you go to Margaret's and it's like the box and Margaret's is huge and the next day is small and windy and then the next day is huge and windy it's just like it's so hard so I don't know I think yeah one day is like to crown <laughs> it's just it's ludicrous to me but, the,
0: but, the, but, that, but, that, but that rationale of um you can't have kind of a finals sort of event with the, with the top six guys By that rationale the nba finals doesn't work because you might have the balls in whatever whatever year winning every single you know 84 you know matches whatever and then say they lost the finals they wouldn't be the champ but um if you're that good you should win you should be able to win the finals you know
2: but the, the court doesn't change basketball i mean that's, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing like
0: even huh? like
2: like even the year you
1: know say the waves were like i mean the best event i've ever been a part of on tour i think it was the year it was like 2014 at Chopu and it was like the it was gigantic and there wasn't a puff of wind for like the whole event and you go back and look at the like history of that event and there's like there's heats when it's flat it goes flat like it's just the ocean like stuff happens. The tide does this, and it's like when when flat and flip, I say huh? <laughs> it just goes flat, dude. I don't know what to say. Like the way this can be firing, lowers can be pumping for an hour straight, and then it'll go flat for forty-five minutes, dead flat. And it's like, you know, it's not like the third quarter of the Super Bowl. Like they can't find the ball. Like oh, where's the ball? Like you know, like, <laughs> Brady's out there. Like you know, like like it's the same thing, or like. Oh, where's the end zone? Like they just keep going. It's just like you know. So
2: that's a that's a pretty fantastic analogy right there. <laughs> I've not heard it delivered that way, but that's that's a good one.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's How, it's not the same. What is the,
2: I know that surfer, or you can't speak for the surfers, but like to me, as much as people can complain about the WSL and all that, like the one thing that got right, I think there was undeniably whoever won the crown at the end was the best surfer over the year, right? Like, you luck, and maybe it was luck at some points during it, but they put a string of wins together, or enough good heats, where they were a deserving champion. Rarely in surfing is there an undeserving champion, which is one thing that's really great. Every change to the tour I've seen subsequently, uh, it opens a lot more asterisk sort of stuff. Like, wait a second, that guy was ripping that event, Yeah, but He's not the champion. I mean, yeah, whoever on in our comments went through when, you know, the reimagined the way the tour would go and put who the champion would have been instead of who it actually was if that format yeah, was Jerry, in. Yeah,
0: Jeremy Flores, two-time world champion. Exactly.
2: Jeremy <laughs> <Yeah, Tour laughs> Flores would have won two, two world champions if the, uh, if the proposed the uh, uh, changes were cool. yeah, retrospective
1: yeah so I don't know it's just really unfair I think if someone wins five or six like like you have those crazy years too where like two guys will go on like an absolute tear like a Julian Gabriel year and it's like it's like so far away from third and like so then they're like so then those two guys are gonna be competing against like fifth fourth and third like to like get in the mix on like one day it's like you know I don't know I think I also think it will water down the rest of the events because they won't matter as much.
2: If you start winning in that format, though, you'll be like, this is sweet. This is what we well, were Well, I, mean, I mean, you could
1: argue, like, because I've finished in the top five twice, you could argue that, like, it would favor me, actually, because I wouldn't have to win a tour event, which I've had a hard time doing, <laughs> and I could still just win that one event, win the world title, so you could argue it would favor me.
0: And also there's there's the the terrible danger of a world title being decided in four foot waves. So someone who could shit themselves at chopo, shit themselves at Pipe, shit themselves at Margaret's and get a little bit heart flutters at Big Bells. They could actually be a world champion. um,
2: Heart flutters at Big Bells.
0: (laughs) Fucking terrified when a a five foot set comes at them. (gasps) Uh,
1: I don't think there's anyone in the top 10 that would be like that, right?
0: You know know there is, brother. (laughs) Couple of cats.
1: Well, just like, I mean, yeah, if, they, if they have the event at lowers, it'll just be like a four rotation off. It'll just be like three, four rotations away. So that's
2: why I've been trying to loosen my neck up a lot. It's the worst when the neck starts going stiff. You're still years off, but you get to keep it loose. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's,
1: it's a tricky one, but it sounds like they're gun ho. So I got to get my arms wrapped around it.
0: Do you, do you um, if you had a choice between lowers, Mint-wise, or pipe, what do you think would be the best um, climactic event for that event? Yeah, for that, for that sort of one day or two day um, world well uh, I
1: think pipe, pipe is like undeniably the spot. I think it's like terrifying and also get the wave of your life and ride of your life. And if they had a one day event, it, it's like almost guaranteed to be ten foot and it'd be crazy craziness to watch for sure. I think even you start going like, and, and there's rights and laps too, which is another thing when you start going one direction, like you're like, Oh, we're going to have it at Greenbush or something, you, you know, like, or Lance's like, it's kind of like it favors the person's who's regular foot. And then to have it at lowers, honestly, I think it would be so corny. It'd be terrible. Like little spin reverses and airs, and like, it's gotta be in a gnarly wave. Right. I mean, that's how I feel at least like, if they had it at big chokes, it'd be sick. Like, it, it'd be sick. I think it'd be cool if it was at proper waves, but when you start going, guys on the inside of lower right, like, like, <laughs> you know, like, like if they had a like, big Lagraviere, it'd be kind of sick too, like guys getting pounded and, or big Lenore or something like, you know, it just got, I guess it's just gotta be big waves, like at least six foot waves or something. Six foot waves, 2011 European scale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you what do you think about the idea? Because there's there's a, there's a glaring gap in the in the tour schedule. There's no genuine big wave event. Uh huh. And, and imagine if there was a, a Piahi event actually on the CT. So that'd be pretty fucking cool, huh? Um,
1: I'm I'm kicking out of that one. I don't want any part of Pihi. <laughs> really? What if we got whipped in? You didn't have to paddle. Um, I think I have the skill to do it, to do it all. I'm just like, I get my enough adrenaline surfing, having to surf pipe and stuff like that.
0: But if you, if you, but if you were trying to decide the best surf in the world, surely the best surf in the world would paddle into 20 foot piahi,
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's why everyone loves John so much because he does it just for fun. So yeah, <laughs> you love John. he's definitely the best surf in the world, right? I mean, if
2: you ask anyone. I don't know who's the best, Derek. Who's the best surfer in the world right now?
0: Um, I'm pretty hot for Italo, just because he um, he just just surfs like he's fucking insane. Yeah, and he you know surfs Nazare, surfs everything. He just wouldn't expect it. And from a really young age, he was um, you know surfing big cloud breaking, doing airs under the reef, and he's sort of nuts. You know, I'm,
2: I'm back. I'm back on Dane. I think Dane has eclipsed Italo. All it took was COVID for us to realize that Dane is. Yeah, I fucking
0: like, like love Yeah, yeah, I, I love watching Dane. I love that Dane's so cruisy, you know, sort of cruisy in inverted commas on land, but he's just such a maniac in the water and you just put so much effort into his turns and you just look so psyched when he surfs.
2: How, how Kalahe, how excited have you been to see uh, the reimagining of chapter, like Dane getting it again? Um,
1: I think it's smart on his part because he's you know, still trying to be relevant, and yeah, I I watch, I watch everything online that has to do with surfing, so the more the merrier. Who, who excites you most? Like, who do I think is the best best surfer in the world, or like, who excites me the most? Who who excites you the most? Yeah, both. I've actually had a really big appreciation recently for like, uh, (laughs) like Craig Anderson, (laughs) which is kind of like I would guess you wouldn't expect that from me. Maybe not, but, um,
0: Yes, yeah, so what, what is it about Craig? that? that... So well, it's... I like,
1: I just really like his edits and I was like, I always, you know, he wasn't my style. He wasn't like the jockey, you know, nerdy comp dude cause he doesn't compete. But I started watching his edits and I was like, dude, this guy like charges, like he's pretty tapped, like slabs here, big can do. He's on a five foot board, like all these like crazy tube riding. And then, yeah, I started watching his edits and even the old ones. And I was like, dude, this guy is sick. Like, he's like a real surfer, like just gets pitted, like goes to chokes and like gets pitted and like, I don't know, I was just psyched on it. And then, and then the way Kai, like, or I think Kai edits all his stuff, but like the way Kai edits it, I was just like really psyched on it. So, um, yeah, I've been psyched on his clips.
2: <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a solid left field right there. I got to hand it to you, Kolohe. That is a, yeah. uh, you swinging in with Craig Anderson. As, as your current inspo is totally awesome yeah i just like i think his
1: the way kai edits his his videos is like gives me that kind of like nostalgic like surfing style like the clips are longer it's not just like so much like air reverse air reverse air reverse air reverse, air reverse. like it's like just longer and like it's like really nice to watch so i don't know the whole like instagram like one minute clips of like four rotations into the flats. Like it's just kind of like, it's in
2: the are you, are you working on any other film right now besides the long awaited Red Bull, uh, Chad Smith directed Hello Handino <laughs> profile film from 2013. <laughs> <from laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a bunch of footage like from Hawaii and home and Europe and stuff. So we got some stuff we're going to release soon. I'm gonna release
2: the thing that we shot for Ed though. Don't don't you worry. before that, I'm gonna bite your thunder. Wait till I
1: win some stuff; will be funny. Or I'm like fifty or something. Okay, don't worry. We'll
0: we'll hold. <laughs> hey, Chance, for the listeners, can you can you explain what you did and uh, when you when you shot it and what the whole idea behind the uh, brother film was?
2: Oh, it was epic. I I mean, I thought it was epic. Uh, we it was fresh off the heels of the Who is Job. And we thought, okay, our next one is with Kalohe. How old were you, Kalohe? Probably like 16 or something. Yeah, 16. And so we built a set that was like the imagination of the film was that Kalohe is won a bunch of titles, just so burned out on everything. It's just, it's all hookers and blow at this point. And so we shot 16-year-old Kalohe in like a derelict apartment, just talking about all his, yeah, his big life and that was it and then we couldn't get clips and so we canned it, <laughs> it
1: really how like weird was that like and disgusting was that apartment I was, like, the dungeon so yeah weird.
2: that's where date Lickness. I oh it was, yeah it was it was like a full-on huge basement underneath i think it was underneath the uh, uh what's the uh what's the cheap clothes place whatever ross dress for less underneath the ross dress for less in santa monica just had like <laughs> a huge basement like thousands and thousands of square feet and we built inside there colohe's apartment. Yeah. I gotta dig that's on such an old computer. I gotta dig it up. I don't even know where it <laughs> it's is. Very <pretty> good. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Who owns that the was the is concept. High Red concept. Huh? Does anyone own the footage? Is Red Bull on it or you own it or Kilohe? I
2: would imagine that it, I own it probably. Red it was a Red Bull film, but I would have never given them right rights to the footage. So uh, I'm sure <laughs> too gold. Yeah, Kolohe might own Dino might own it actually. <laughs> um, never,
0: tell Dino if yeah. he.: was, yeah. <laughs> Where where is Dino?
2: Uh we surf lowers
1: and he's probably right at home now. How's he doing? He's good. he's good. He's good. Surfing a bunch and
2: sauna saunaing more. Red a uh a what's it called? The red not the stinking red light. By infrared. A, uh, infrared, sorry. No, I mean. he has like a
0: uh, a proper
2: like, like Swedish Steam sauna? Yeah, yeah. I have one too, and he has one. Like with Steam, not infrared. No, not infrared.
0: That's oh, with a crazy them. town. You got one too, Chess. Don't you be um...
2: an infrared. Not a steam one. I want a steam one.
0: You've got a steam one, haven't you? Yeah, it's infrared.
2: No, that's an infrared one.
0: Is it really? But
2: infrareds. Yeah. the
0: infrared's the version.
2: I don't think so. I think a steam one. You actually have to build like a little fire in your thing and all that, right? You know, have a little fire, a little um, brazier. It's like a heater, like with rocks. I don't know. It's not a fire. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you got the you got the rocks, huh?
1: You're there, like stoking it.
2: Like. Yeah, that's what I was hoping that you were just oh it's time for sauna. It's like a seven hour process of you stoking <laughs> your fire. Oh, like Joey down the road, like went to boy. He's like an eagle scout. Like he's like, yeah, just making your sauna bricks. does
0: the the sauna get much use now that you're married or is it just more of a single man sort of game
1: no i use it like four times a week
0: oh what are you you doing there sweat
1: what do you mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about you but saunas are quite a popular place for men to meet and get to know each other and shit
1: well the boys come over and use it but i use it with my wife too go by myself also oh, San
0: Clemente heats up huh? <laughs> San Clemente's <laughs> <spot laughs> in the backyard I know I know sauna uh, is uh, as a, a hot spot in the uh, in the garage Chaz's is actually oh, in the yeah. garage you're sitting there and you look at all these snowboards huh
2: that's all you do is you look at snowboards just piled up in the corner do you snowboard a lot? <laughs> I do some but my wife is a pro ex-pro and then oh yeah 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 Travis Rice and stuffs manager. So there's always tons of snowboard stuff. You know, to be honest, when it's good, I really have trouble these days, which I never did before. Thinking, what's well, funner, surfing or snowboarding? But now I'm like, really, really? If a, a good day snowboarding is. Have you gone on a good day snowboarding, like a proper pow day? Yeah, I've been like heli boarding and stuff. But like, yeah, okay. But you choose yeah. surfing, no? Like, but like <laughs> surfing, dude. When the, I mean, when the waves are like shoulder high I get more excited honestly. I mean I guess that's the thing is I've never surfed great waves. I've tried yeah. but I've surfed poorly but I feel that any sort of dunce can roll down a hill and f- have those moments of like where you feel you're doing it. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Surfing I, I get... you don't. Surfing like you better be good. Surfing... <laughs> Surfing
1: the waves could be like the best they've ever been in like 20 years and then you like don't get a good wave and you just
2: paddle in and because it went on shore. <laughs> and you blew it. Where snowboarding, that will never happen to you. If the snow is good and your equipment is semi-dialed, you'll have moments of ra- yeah rapture while you're doing
0: it. <laughs> snowboarding is kind of the bodyboarding of um, snow sports, huh? I think. What? Snowboarding is kind of like the bodyboarding of snow sports. It's really easy. You can get into positions that give you incredible thrill and powder. You're all strapped in. It's super easy. It's just like lying on your tummy and running in waves.
2: I mean, the thing about it is, though, skiing is not for powder. Like, skis have had to be, become wide like a snowboard. for Snowboarding is like the perfect thing for powder. And so it's like, I mean, I guess it's like bodyboarding a slab where you should still bodyboard a slab, right? Not surf it. But now everybody surf slabs. Yeah. True. But bodyboarders get still get deeper at Chopu.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, the bodyboard is one of the most functional pieces of uh, surfing equipment, precisely as snowboards to to powder. But it's funny, bit, but the the ease of being able to snowboard like an absolute gumby can uh, can be up and riding within a day, like on, on a bodyboard or as a surfboard. I guess skis too takes a little bit more practice.
2: It's true. Yeah.
1: I've never tried to ski, so I don't know. <laughs> don't going hey, like, going like this just feels so weird. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, not
1: but like it's part of
0: the. But skiing is the purest sport. It's the it's the full purest sort of sports. All the you know old school. It's kind of like surfing. You know, as uh, other things come along, foils and skateboarding, stand up and skateboarding.
1: stuff. Don't forget skateboarding.
0: And skateboarding, yeah. Skateboarding,
1: skateboarding after surfing.
0: True. <laughs> yeah. hey, when you, hey, brother. When you're out of lowers, um, where, do, where 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 do you occupy in the, where's your place in the hierarchy? Like um, it's it's four to six footers per. You number one. I'm
1: just kidding. No, I I go through like, like phases, like I'll be like, I've been in this phase lately where I'll just sit like honestly as far inside as I possibly can and just try to ride a bunch of waves because a lot of times lowers is because you're dealing with South Swirls. I come from like Australia. So they, they don't produce a lot of waves very often. So you can go through big lulls and then lulls turn into you talking to people and, talking turns into you being cold and then being cold turns into you going in. So I've just been trying to ride a bunch of waves and that's kind of been my thing lately. But a lot of the times, I mean, if it's really good lowers then I'll try to like ride the the good insiders. And then when I see sets coming, like get out to the outside and then get like a good set. But, um, Lowers isn't really like a size thing either. Like, you know, it's not like barreling, so you're not like, oh, I want the biggest barrels, so you like, wait for the big sets. Like, mostly, most of the time, the medium ones are just as fun. But uh, as far as like pecking order, I just try to like let people that I know are from San Clemente or that I see out there a lot, like get their waves, and then um, get my own too.
0: Who are the who are the who are the names in the lineup that uh, you know in the hierarchy? They so this is Self, I guess it's Griffin. Matt yeah. on giant surfboard. <laughs>
1: I don't surf with Matt that much. He just he just takes waves off me when I go surfing. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd say my dad's like one of the highest guys for sure. And then there's like a couple old go- old dogs. That I like.
0: Oh. That's, hey. the dog. That's the old dog right now. Hey. I my love
2: dog. that. It was just art right there. A couple of old dogs. <laughs> Levi, come here.
0: What's up, I have
2: two labs. Oh, Levi and Dooley The uh the um, Andinos are lab is a lab family, right? You yeah. always have labs over at your yeah. At my I, at my parents' house, yeah, I had two. Yeah, but one
1: just died like three days ago, so. Oh,
2: um, that's sad. But
1: um, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like older guys like i mean kind of anyone who's like older than me that's like been around or a a pro or was a pro or whatever i was like i guess i would be behind them you know but then like all the groms and like like that are trying to rip and kill it they're a little behind me i guess but everyone just takes
2: turns are you excited to hit chris ward status
1: (laughs) what's that like just take every wave yeah uh i actually like that he does that because he kind of does it for everyone like because everyone's so polite out there that like there has to be a little bit of localism like it's just a lot of people think it's like just lower so they can just like paddle out and like do whatever they want but like when wardo's out there he's just like any way he sees he's just going and i'm like yeah like take it like you know you're from san Clemente, you've been you know you earned it so <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> get on board yeah, how, do you, so, how, do you,
0: how do you feel when a, because um, you know, I'm of the of opinion, like I love it when um, a CT level guy drops in on me because it's it's great to watch. It's like um, running around behind Roger Federer or something while he's hitting balls. Yeah. see People are turning something. And I can never understand when a person who isn't a very good surfer gets the shits, when a guy who's one of the best surfers in the world drops in on him because he's just given a front row seat to this incredible talent and they start going off at someone. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you ever get that? People barking at you for dropping in?
1: um i had a really bad blow up out there like three or four years ago where a guy dropped in behind me i i truly didn't see him and i did a cut back and like ran into him and he started yelling at me at lowers and then i was like i just like kind of blew up but um other than that i don't know i i kind of just get enough waves out there where i don't like i don't like really drop
2: in on people and if someone's behind me i'll just kick out i'm gonna start using the, the you fucking dropped in behind me <laughs> like just screaming people off waves you dropped well, there, in behind me well there is that like at lowers
1: because you can be like yeah. on the other side of the peak and like you truly don't see the person you go up to a cutback and the guy's like you know like bang and then he's like yelling at you and you're like dude i I like learn to surf out here. <laughs> what, what insults do
0: you have? You must have a few insults up your slave, you're a smart kid. Me?
1: Yeah. I, I try to tongue a lot on that. <laughs>
0: I'm the five-time runner up to a WCT event. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm current world number eight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won nine say national titles. <laughs>
0: Haven't you heard about the Cash Cash Pro in 19, 2016? Yeah. I won that <laughs> fucking thing. I beat an Israeli. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, tell me, brother. I
1: beat uh, be Kyle Belli, too. Final.
0: Oh, you've beaten him finally. John John can't beat him. Gabriel <laughs> has to resort to the nastiest things, to The nastiest but most wonderful things to beat. Is it Kaio or Kaio? Kaio. Kaio. Did you, did you <laughs> love, um, Do you love Gabrielle and Kaio's, um uh antics in the water
1: uh which side
0: um uh, <laughs> uh, it was Jay- all
1: Gabriel. it was gabriel paddling into him like kind didn't do anything i
0: know they had goodness did you love watching it or that shit
1: um yeah it was yeah very entertaining for sure <laughs> it's kind of funny i was like you know the one in portugal I was like hey, gabriel what are you doing dude you got this guy wax and you're like trying to paddle over him <laughs> It's Here's beautiful a little,
0: theater though, isn't it?
1: A little too excited, I don't know. I've had heats like that though, where you're like beating someone and then like get an interference after the heat because you're like trying to win so much.
0: Well, what about that heat in France? And I can't remember the exact circumstances, but it was a weird like clause 14 paragraph A, number 312 <laughs> that you'd taken off and the hooter had sounded. What the fuck was that again? Can you can you explain that again? Because it was very... Yeah, I, that's you know I was
1: talking about. Like I had the heat like clearly won and then something happened where like he like took off in the heat. i had priority at the end of the heat and he took off the hooter sound and then i took off on him so technically he was like in those 30 minutes and i was out of the 30 minutes so then i got an interference and then he won the heat
2: oh
0: <laughs> that was that was that was that was a good bit of theater as
2: well i mean it was just that was straight up cruel though that's when the letter of the law was getting in the way of the spirit yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sp-
1: cry over spilt milk. I've had some strange cheats though on tour.
0: Sure. Did, you, did you cry over that particular uh, bowl of spilt milk?
1: Yeah, I cried after that one. It was a it was a, it was two events after I got burned while I was in the barrel at J Bay, and they didn't resurf it.
0: Oh, what was that one?
1: That was a. Uh, I was in the. Ba- I was in my fourth barrel on the end of J Bay, and a body dropped in on me, and they didn't
0: resurf it. Oh, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> That was so good. Well, wait, yeah, we so milked that I story. We, did 10- <laughs>
2: we had ten. We had honestly 10 stories about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many amazing things happened that we just forget about. Huh?
1: Yeah, well, I, was, I felt like I was kind of creating it in a way because I went to Portugal after that and I tied with Zeke and lost an account back. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going in there anymore. I'm like creating it myself. <laughs>
0: Hey, speaking of Zig, what did you think when he monstered John John in the heated uh, bells? Because that was another fabulous um, thing for the viewers to watch when he got yeah. run up and um, paddling over him and shit, using those big titty muscles, scaring John John.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think really. I don't know. I think it was like pretty blown out of proportion. I think John wasn't that bummed out about it, but.
0: Yeah, he just, he just, just went home and quit the tour. <laughs> yeah, I got a sore knee. Can't do it anymore. Fuck this. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> do you blame him though? He's
1: kind of killed it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah. yeah. No, yeah <laughs> no,
0: the
1: um. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was wild. I don't really know. He was just like sitting on
2: him, right? Maybe in the heat or no? But he, was he was like was, i sort of do like, on him and shit, dogging him big. Throughout the heat, like really paddling over them, you start watching more surf contests, start to finish every single heat. <laughs> Just get to my heat eight, like completely drained.
1: Yeah. Eventually,
2: <laughs> you can hear all the witty barbs from Pots and the gang. It's like it's high pleasure. <laughs> you know what I actually watch really closely is the women's
1: because I have no nothing to do with it, and it's really entertaining
0: for me. You watch Lakey and go, "My God, that's me!"
1: <laughs> I saw that in the like preview to this podcast and i was like <laughs> uh, i don't know what to say
0: <laughs> is that because of snips is coaching or just because well, you're I both like
1: compliment because she knows how to like hack into some big open walls
0: oh, she's a shredder huh
1: yeah she's pretty aggressive maybe i need some more Lakey in my surfing
0: but there is a similarity in that top turn between you and lakey.
1: like a more raw stronger version of me
0: like a muslier version yeah <laughs> All that estrogen just fucking fizzing on the face. <laughs>
1: estrogen.
0: <laughs> Wait. Hey, what? Um, tell me what. Um, I think you're highly critical of your surfing. But what sucks about your surfing? What do you not like? Um, kind I don't like. Um,
1: uh, I'm still pretty like insecure on my like big, big wave surfing. So I'm proud of that.
0: What's the, what's the insecurity? What you think you don't take off deep enough or?
1: I just think that I don't feel like I'm like I feel like when the waves get bigger like big bowl and like big markets like I feel like John's so far ahead whereas I feel like in the head high and in the tube riding stuff I'm kind of I could be well, a lot more competitive with everyone whereas like he's so far ahead of everyone that it's like I feel like a, lesser version <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you when you're surfing against john john um when you surf that final against john john and margs it yeah. did feel like it was a fetta complete that he, he was going to win because it was so dominant out of margarilla what was he doing that was different to what you could do at uh at margs
1: um i had two finals with him. so are you talking about the first one when you just like got 19 points every single heat
0: yeah that's the one yeah
1: yeah um yeah that was just like I was just like kind of stoked to be in the final. Honestly, I was like, oh, I'm stoked I'm not on the other. I'm on the other side of the draws, and but yeah, I don't know. He's just like the way he is, just holding down his rail is like. I mean, have you guys ever surfed main break? It's like a pretty difficult wave to do that. It's like fat on the bottom and then like kind of steep at the top, so it's really the timing and everything is super hard. Um, but yeah, I was just on another level, so I don't know. I mean I think, was it the
0: same like, I think if
1: Jordy like had like a really magic board, I think he could do that same sort of stuff. Um but he just had it on lockdown. I think I think John has a big advantage too because he really likes the wave. I mean, look how he surfs it. Of course, you're gonna like it, but he really likes the wave, like he like enjoys it. So I don't, I don't think a lot of people like that wave.
0: How much was it the uh, the board is on? Because um after that particular final after that event I think everyone went out and bought a ghost
1: yeah yeah and then I think John ordered like 62 more ghosts and to get another magic one <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you have a quiet word to Matt Biolis afterwards and said
2: mate
1: um like, off like, yeah I don't know we did but I just the whole knee-jerk thing of like Gabe, you know Gabriel rides that, and he won the last event. Fleet rides that, and he won the last event. It's like, you know, I fall for it all the time, but I'm trying to not fall for it as much.
0: Did you fall for it? Did you fall for for it back then? Did you try and get more of a ghosty sort of board?
1: I had some boards like that, even because originally John told me that that board was made for like barrel riding. Like it was kind of like a almost like a retro look at new school. To riding so i have had boards like that and they actually work really good in the barrel but i never had a board that looked like that that was kind of that model like wider in the front like real pinned down tail that turned good but i think he does some like secret kind of things like he like really thins out the tail and rides like smaller fins and like I don't know, and like really like has a has a uh, shape of the tail is like really like um I guess untucked so it kind of acts as like another fin to like grab. So any orders them with less leaders, which is kind of weird. So I don't know. He's got all sorts of weird, like boat fin theories that he de- has. And I don't really go down the rabbit hole with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've written you've uh, my boards your whole life, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Since I was like seven years old, six years old.
0: Do you ever, do you ever cheat on him and get boards from other people?
1: yeah all the time yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, all the time yeah
0: what what boards have you have you written and um what boards have you liked and-
1: um well last year i got i got some i brought probably like six or seven dhds and i ended up riding them in the in jay bay like for the mm-hmm. beginning of the event and i wrote a mat in the last event uh, i liked those a lot um felt like compared to my mats i felt like maybe a little slower but like really grippy but they're because they were slower and grippy, they were hard to do air So I like go up to, to the lip and they would feel like they're kind of gripping the wave. And then also they were a little bit more sensitive. So when I would actually get in the air and land on back in the water, they were like weren't as stable. So it was kind of like that. But they helped a lot with my boards, like even this, like with the fin placement and like the shape of the, the rails back by the fins and the edges, like a lot of different things. So um uh, I gotta give a lot of credit to him. Like last year, made me a ton of boards and it was rad. Um, And I liked a bunch of them, but they just weren't, in the end of the day, I wasn't as familiar as I was with my mats. And I think no matter how good of a board I get from someone else, I'll never like stop writing for Matt or writing mats like, um, but other than that, I uh, I got like two Timmy's you know like this there's no events this year i don't think so i i kind of like took it in my own hands to order a bunch of different boards um but i got so i got two timmies i actually got four ci's i got four sharp eyes and i ordered some chilies and i ordered some xanadus too wow Xanadu. yeah <laughs> so, yeah so i'm just having some fun yeah i'm not ai i told matt i was like hey i was you know gonna order some other boards and you know i'll never you won't see probably any clips of them anywhere or photos or anything but just want to have some fun
0: how much do you pay for your boards my mats no no, not your mats, because obviously make them <laughs> free maybe a little bit extra um,
1: every shaper that i've ordered different boards from has been different so i i haven't paid i didn't pay it i guess timmy was like all inspired during the quarantine years like secretly shaping what he was calling like demos like late at night in his shaping bay, and i got wind of that and i was like oh like maybe he's on something and I'm all like inspired so i ordered some and then he was like hey like just keep them and for as long as you want and give them back tell us how they feel so i didn't have to pay for him for his um i think i'm gonna have to pay for some of them but then the merrick's like the merrick's and my dad have had like because terry merrick um Britt's mom is from St. Clemente. So um, some of my dad's friends were really good friends with the Merrick's and like they've always kind of had like a relationship. So um, my dad's known him for a long time. So he just made me like four boards and he told me the same thing. Like, Hey, just tell me how they feel. Like if you have feedback, I'll be stoked and, you know, do whatever you want with them. So. What
0: about, yeah. what about the Darren's? How much did you pay for the Darren's?
1: I didn't pay for them. <laughs> I, I told him I would. And then I Mick just said, just give him a nice bottle of wine and give him a big hug. When you like,
2: <laughs> you
1: see him, like okay, oh, Just yeah.
0: give Uncle Darren, a little hug. <laughs> and yeah. I actually
1: ended up selling him in a surf shop, kept the money and I was going to give it to him at snapper, but, but I'll wait till I see him. So,
0: yeah. There's a there's a great story in uh, about a, um, a world title contender who was sponsored by Gold Coast Shaper and, uh, been shaping boards for him all year. And, uh, and he got wind that he was uh, selling all the boards and um, not, not giving them back, whatever. And he rolled up at Snapper for the, uh, for the first event. And the, um, and, the, and the world title contender said, oh, where's my boards? And he goes, fuck you. I'm not making you any more fucking boards. And then the world title contender had to go and borrow boards from everyone. Do you know that story? No. It's a good one, huh?
1: It's a great story. I'd love to know who the world title contender was. <laughs> <laughs> I have a guess, but I don't know.
0: Um. When you're late, late at night, when you're in bed, what keeps you awake? What are your fears? What are your night thoughts?
1: <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, I think a lot of the times, or the only kind of like anxiety I will have is like from, uh, from just that day in particular, like knowing that I did all that I could do. Like, so like they say like working out or exercising or whatever, like there's a lot for your body and whatever and it relaxes you, but it also like, it takes away all my anxiety and, and my like, I guess my fears of losing or feeling that I'm like unworthy. So as long as I kind of go through the day knowing that I, I did as much as I could do, then I go to sleep very quick.
0: What, what about things, not necessarily uh, anxious thoughts, what other night thoughts do you have? What was it sort of good things do you have? Um,
1: Not much, you know. There's kind of a lot of that, really. <laughs> it's a lot of like, you know, if I laid around and was a pile all day then I have anxiety and it's hard for me to go to bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about um, when you need to put your mind in a good place? What beautiful memories do you revive? Um,
1: I always, for some reason, I always picture my house that I live in. I just kind of like if I'm like I guess they try to say like yeah go to your happy place I guess it's like when I'm like just surfing I'm like pulling up to my house and on my bike and I'm like opening my garage and just kind of like this I guess the symbol of my house is knowing that my life's been really good so it's always kind of my house for some reason
0: (laughs) so is is family and um and solid foundation and structures important to you
1: um yeah absolutely i mean like 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 my family was my family important like
0: that well yeah i mean you married you married young so obviously the, the the structure of the family unit is um something that's um profoundly important to you you know and if and if your house is you know your castle and all the things you build around it and within it they're the things that make you happy and
1: yeah and like all my friends and like hanging out with my friends and my family my, my sisters my wife I mean, the marrying young part of me was just like, I'm not going to be like, like, I know, like, she's the one. So like, let's, let's, let's do the thing, you know, <laughs> let's like, you know, do the steps we're supposed to. So, um, yeah, but I guess that like community feeling was like, you know, it's like, you, you know, everyone coming through my house, we've had like three people come through since we've been on this. Um, yeah, it makes me happy. And whether that's. Uh, like a selfish thing because it makes me happy or makes everyone else happy. I don't know, but it it's, it stokes me out for sure. Knowing that, like, I'm making everyone. i my house is a place for everyone to be like comfortable and and feel safe.
0: When did you know it was? Um, when did you decide you wanted to get married? Was there one pivotal thing that happened and you said, "Fuck this, I'm getting married."
1: Um. Well, my wife and I were together for like three or four years. And then we broke up and we were, uh, we were broken up for like 12 to 15 months or something like that, like 13, 15 months. And I was like, like kind of going through like a rocky patch, like, just like just kind of like depressed and like doing bad in the events and like partying a lot, not a lot, but just like partying more than I felt like was natural for me. And then I was like started hanging out with her closer, like and then I was like okay, hey, like if I'm like gonna get back together with her, I'm I'm gonna marry her. Like it's I'm not I'm not gonna like put her through this whole like breakup and like all this weird stuff again. So yeah, I did a lot of thinking about it and then we got back together and then I um proposed to her like eighteen months later, Christmas morning. So <laughs> yeah
0: what what are the characteristics in a woman that determines whether you want them to be your wife
1: Um, uh, well the thing about my wife was that i knew her before i was like joe ripper on tour like winning events and blah 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 Like mean, obviously i was uh, like had a lot of hype when i was young but i was still only 16 when i met her like so i was like um not i didn't do anything yet so it was kind of it was cool because i felt like she she fell in love with me and that was like a, a really important thing but as far as why i picked hers obviously she didn't i'm super attracted to her and have been the whole time but um i feel like she takes care of me a lot and she kind of like keeps my my um <laughs> she's kind of the glue to like everything you know like She's actually gone for three days, and I feel like a little bit lost without her. Like, so she's she's definitely been on board as far as like Team Colohe, Team Andino, like getting to the top of the sport. Like, she's been on board, so that was a big, big thing for me.
0: Tell me, um, what what childhood dreams have stuck with you?
1: Um, I never had like a I never had a childhood dream of like being world champ. I just always like wanted to be on tour and, and ripping the world title thing was kind of like more of a later thing. Um, I guess one of the things I still like love doing that I've always loved doing is like getting good waves with like friends. Like it's like, that's like as good as winning a heat, like getting really, really good waves with with friends. And I don't think that'll ever go away. Um, But yeah, that's just about it. I think, I think winning events, obviously I've never won one event, so I just got a childhood dream of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about actual, actually meant uh, actual sleeping dreams? Have you had any dreams that, have, um, that you remember from childhood or have actually stuck with you?
1: Oh, actual dreams, I've had, I've had a bunch. I've had a bunch where I like, I've had this one a lot where I'll like, like literally the first second of the heat, in the heat, I'll get like, a, like almost a 10 point ride. And I'll be like, it'll be at like bells or somewhere where you have to paddle back out. And I'll be like on the inside, like paddling back out, trying to paddle back out. And I can't, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm just like duck diving, duck diving. And I'm just like paddling and they're like 15 sec, 15 minutes left. And I'm just still like trying to get out. And then like the guy's just like riding wave after wave. And then like, I'm like in second, and I'm just like, wow, oh, all I need is like a two point ride. It's like, I've had that dream a lot. That one sucks. And then I've had another dream where I'm like running for my heat to like, cause I'm like kind of late for my heat and I'm like (laughs) running to get there and I never get there. And then, or I will, or I'll finally like figure out how to get there. And then I'm like trying to put my leg through my wetsuit and it's just not going through. And there's like 20 minutes left in my heat. (sighs) (laughs) So it's just like that classic, like, I guess everyone has when they're like in a fight or whatever I like can't punch the guy you know <laughs> so yeah those have stuck with me for like my whole life
0: well it's interesting that they're um, their dreams of um, trying to reach something that you just can't quite reach
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so, a therapy on that one. Hey, um, everyone needs therapy right <laughs> I'm so mentally healthy man. I'm so mentally plump
1: I'm perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you ever truly believed you about, you're you're going to die?
1: Um, no, no, I have not. Meaning, like eventually, or like in the moment? No, I, I,
0: I yeah, he's probably aware that you will eventually die. But because uh, <laughs> I've I've only ever had it happen once, and I was at uh, King Island. I was doing press for this big red Bull, big wave event, and there was Peter Mel and fucking Poto and all these and uh, Flee and all this odd collection of big wave surfers down there. But all the press and everyone, we all got given jet skis. And this is when towings are started, it was early 2000s. And um, so we just went off on our jet skis with our tow ropes and everything. And then um, I got towed into one and then I was in the water and the guy came to pick me up and the tow rope sort of circled around me. You That's the big no-no you do with jet skis, you never circle someone with a rope. And then a set came and the guy pissed off and the rope went and tied around my neck and then just dragged me through the water for about two seconds, but then there was no step behind us, So the guy stopped and then the rope loosened. But for that second, when the rope just started to tighten around my neck and just went super tight and I couldn't breathe for just one or two seconds, that was my little truly believe death moment.
1: That's pretty gnarly sounding. That was a good one, huh? Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah,
0: then, and then everyone nearly drank themselves to death.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had a couple mornings like that <laughs> so <Okay>. maybe then <laughs> yeah. um what do you think
0: is the greatest achievement
1: like in a deeper sense or like
0: i don't know you know to you what, what do you think is the best thing you've ever achieved you know just the great things you've done i mean for me winning a board rider seat's it's pretty good <laughs> it to happen. but um you know you've you know I'm on a higher athletic plane than me but it could be you know it could be in your sport it could be in your life
1: um, I, I, I think that, I mean, I've had, I finished fourth in the world and I've never won, a, won an event, made five finals, whatever, <laughs> blah, 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 but uh, I finished fourth and I finished fifth and seventh. Um. But I think for me, like being in position of like being able to lead at least the youth around here and kind of. Try to be the best role model i can be around here i think that's a, been a super like cool thing for me because as young as i am i've lived through stuff they're going through with the teenage angst and wanting to punch your board after every wave or whatever you know so i think that's really like rewarding to me also too just trying to lead the youth around here
0: It's interesting how how a community can change from generation to generation because there'd be a bunch of kids who grew up sort of under the water. Well, firstly, you know, firstly, they're sort of Archie um, and, you know, the Fletchers kind of influence, then there would be water influence and now there's yours and it would result in a markedly different youth. Am I correct? Uh,
1: I don't know, you know, I I do worry about them a little bit because the way I got here has made me who I am. So they have to go through a little bit of that stuff to realize that it's bad or whatever, that it's not cool to, you know, punch your board after your heat or yell at someone or throw your board or, you know, stomp on it, whatever, just being a little baby stuff. But so I, they have to do the growing up themselves. And also I think, Like, I'm married and 26 years old, so I don't want them to think that they are like that when they're 16, you know, <laughs> like, go out, have fun, you know, like, do your deal, like, be a teenager, you know, that's what I got to do. So, yeah, I hope they don't, I hope they don't go back on life and go like, oh, I wish I would have. you know, I, or just regret things.
0: So, do you, have, do you have a fear of being broke?
1: Uh, No, I
0: don't. <laughs> So I asked uh, Andy, you know, the man in the photo behind you, uh, this once, and yeah, he had a, uh, a deep-seated fear of um, being broke.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have a very um, inexpensive taste in life, so I'm not worried about it.
0: Are you a saver? Do you um, save some of your m- monthly check?
1: Um, I don't buy anything, so I guess so. <laughs> I just
0: like surf <laughs> I used to get free clothes and free, uh, free stuff what's huh?
1: free clothes free surfboards free wetsuits free fins and pads leashes I get everything for free and yeah yeah, uh,
0: yeah. and um, you, it's true but I don't kind of, like like I don't like, like I don't
1: like go like oh I want to like win an event so I can like buy a expensive car or some like chain around my neck like that's just not my thing
0: or a quad block or something huh?
1: like if I won, like if I won every event in the 2021 20, season, I wouldn't be like, Yeah, I can like go buy like a whatever. Like, I just I don't even know where my money would go, just go in my bank account. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want every event, you win 1.2 mil, huh? Huh? If you want every, you get 100 grand for an event win, right? Yeah, yeah. Not that, not that you know. I'm sorry, sorry. Rub it in, that. But um, <clears throat> if you had, if you had 1.2 million dollars, what would you do with it?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I don't, like I've never had money be like a, like a driving subject in my life. So I was just, yeah, I don't know.
0: It must be a lovely thing not to have to worry about it.
1: No, it is. I've been blessed to have that, but like. Yeah, I never was like, oh, I want to be on tour so I can like make a lot of money. That was never the point of it. I just like like to compete.
0: Yeah. Sponsorship
1: negotiation
0: in history, not he? Yeah, yeah. You, you, what are your, What are your sponsorship negotiations like? Who goes in? Does does Daddy go in? Daddy D?
1: No, I got a manager.
0: Oh, really? Daddy? Daddy D comes Do in waving his monster in strong, some, huh?
1: some rainbow sandals and a board short. Board short you know. <laughs> I had honchos
0: at Red Bull. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy Dino gets just get angry, just gets his monster slow, just goes bang on the table and goes, we want $5 million a year. <laughs> no, we want $5,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, <clears throat> what do you like most about your body?
1: Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean
0: what's, what's, what's your favorite, favorite part of, of your body? Like Andy, because I asked this question to Andy too, and I'm just asking these sort of Andy questions because I can see him right behind you looking magnificent. And he uh, he loved his feet. He said he had beautiful feet.
1: Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe my butt. A nice <laughs> little round butt? I don't know, my wife said I have a good butt.
0: So. You've got a um you got a lovely chest. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can say my chest. I don't know, I've just have a like a wide chest. So yeah. you are, are you a
0: push up sort of man?
1: I've never done a chest workout my whole life.
0: No, nah, come on,
1: brother. That's, that that shit doesn't
0: do, happen by accident. All I do is paddle. That's amazing. So oh, there's that's your, that's your, your wings. That doesn't help your pectorals.
1: There's your chest workout.
0: <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's let's finish with your favorite board belting meltdown. Like I really like the sunset one. Yeah. That's when the nose got when you punched the nose off. wasn't it wasn't the sunset.
1: So that was cloud break. That's
0: yeah, so Fiji. It was a good one. what's your if you want to
1: review them, there's like a I think there's a playlist of them on YouTube. Someone made. Oh really? <laughs> a highlight reel of the board smashings.
0: What's What's your favorite? What was the most um spectacular one?
1: Well, I guess the favorite, the favorite, as in the worst, would be the J Bay one. I don't know if that was caught on camera, but that was a really bad one. That was the whole like breaking point. Came home, like depressed. Got back together with my high school sweetheart turn it around
0: so that particular board smashing episode was the the catalyst that changed your life
1: yeah I mean it kind of is yeah a little bit I the next event was lowers or Tahiti the lowers that event the same year I was already back together with my wife but I um had a heat with Mick where I ended up giving the judges to the giving the bird to the judges for the last 15 minutes of the heat so that whole kind of two months was like the low end point
0: what yeah. was it like holding your arm up arm up for 15 minutes it must have been so sore you must have used those paddle muscles
1: yeah i'm embarrassed about it but i guess i've moved on so i can talk about it freely
0: <laughs> what thought was, were you saying things as well to the judges or was it a silent silent finger
1: definitely some bucks going down
0: <laughs> you saying i don't i don't agree with your decision on that that wave score i just don't just don't get it <laughs> What about the j So can you describe the circumstances behind the J-Bay board building meltdown?
1: Well, the whole thing is, and it goes back to was like my motto was of last year or two or three or four was like mainly last year was like the whole like own up to your decisions, take full responsibility to everything. So when I was younger, I felt like I was constantly like blaming the judges or, you know, my boards or my dad staying with me or my dad said something weird to me or like, my girlfriend or not my girlfriend, or like, I was just blaming things. So it was a whole, like, so the whole, like breaking and smashing my board thing was just a complete cop-out because like in that moment, I wanted to be like, to like show that I care or like the ego wanted to rise. just like weird stuff. So like the J-Bay thing was I had a heat with Kelly and round three, it was like really, really tiny J-Bay and I can, I got like a pretty good score. I think I kind of matched his high score and I needed a backup and then the I kept falling and like just like cooking in and then in the heat I think he we were sitting there and it was like so small that like the top peak and like the wide peak was like separated so like we were surfing the wide peak the whole time but I was like okay like if I need to score I'm gonna go up there because it'll like it'll it'll break there before it gets to there. So it's like a minute left and I paddled up there. (laughs) And and of course like the set of the heat goes right to him, like right where I was. And I needed like a five five or something. All I've had to would have had to do is just surf it. Um so I guess that like in that moment when I I like smashed my board on the rock, smashed it up the stairs, smashed it in the yard. Then I like didn't like eat or (laughs) <laughs> or like talk to anyone for like three or four days. I just had a full mouth. Um, so in that moment, I guess I was just like blaming everyone instead of like, going, like, no, like you made the mistake, like you cooked it, like learn from your mistake and move on. So yeah, that was just like a weird little little time for me.
0: <laughs> but yes, but, is, but was, uh, was Dino with you on that particular trip?
1: Yeah, I was with my dad and my, filmer at the time was Noah Alani it was us three
0: and was it a very prickly time in the um in your, in your cabin with um after that hit?
1: yeah like I guess I don't think I came out of my room for like three days or something so it's definitely prickly <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I uh I started talking with you know I was like it's weird because it was like the classic like the the white coat syndrome or white coat and a lab syndrome like so i started talking with this like sports psychologist or i guess psychologist whatever he used to be in the navy seal guy and he was um or used to do it for the navy seals and he um, you know told me all these things about controlling your emotions and why it's bad to do it this this and this and i started working with him like a couple months later And of course it's like things that like snips and my dad have been telling me my whole life mostly, but he just kind of gave me tools to work with it. So um, yeah, that whole kind of time was like a big, like changing point, I guess, in my career when I started like looking at competing differently, looking at my emotions differently and looking at like what I'm gonna do differently. And then I finished 26th that year in the world. And then the next year I finished fourth. So it was like a big like turn.
0: And What tools did he give you to control your anger?
1: There was like this like one that was like big one with like my anger was like um well there's like one that's like they all kind of like if you think about them like deeply they all kind of link together and it's like control you can control, like you can only control your actions, behavior, effort, and your uh attitude. And I was like, okay, like I'll just focus on those four things, like those only things I can control. <laughs> um, but then it yeah, so then once that happened, I found out I wasn't getting angry as much because I was like, you know, can't control this, can't control that. Oh, I can't control that. Like, and it's all certain comp- competing is like also a big metaphor on life, I believe too, because I've talked about this before, but it's like, you have to deal with things that you get thrown at you. Like you just, you know, someone might, you know, say something or pass away, just weird shit happens in life. Just like competing, so. um I don't know where I'm going with this, but it was just like the whole control, what you can control thing was like super big for me. And then the other thing was like this he had this like thing, it was called a black box um, method or theory. And he was, because he used to deal with the SEALs and like, you know, they'd be like climbing up this thing or doing a mission and, you know, like getting shot at and like their best friend right there would die, like boom, right next to him, their best friend would die. But they have to complete the mission and like focus on what. so he gave him this tool and it was called a black box. You know, it'd be like essentially to put all your emotions and everything that you're feeling right then into this like metaphoric black box and like store it for later and um, complete the mission or go on with your life. So obviously for me, losing a heat, once I black boxed it, didn't blow up, and wanted to deal with my emotions later I would obviously realize like that's oh, not that big of a deal <laughs> so then I was just generally happier <laughs> you know it was nothing like losing my best friend right next to me but it was just like a it was a perfect tool for um what I was feeling at the time
0: did you employ the metaphorical black box at uh diva after like <laughs> after what he's a uh, five five or whatever he needed
1: um honestly after after uh five five't We've given him a PewDieP score. <laughs> he he needed like a six point seven and got a seven or something That's like that. Right.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I think uh after that event I was not um obviously I felt like I should have won that event, but I wasn't bummed. I wasn't bummed because I was like, hey, you know, I worked my ass off in the off season, and I come to this event. I, I'm second in the world. Like, let's do this. Like, I was, I wasn't bummed at all. I mean, obviously, I was like, you know, want to win an event, but I was like, oh, wow, you know, it's gonna happen. Today's his day. Like, all good.
0: So, 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 uh, J Bay was like I was saying before was pretty much you know pivotal in your um you know your growth as a as a uh, as a human being.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so totally. board,
0: board building isn't a bad thing if you can learn, learn from it, huh? Uh,
1: Yeah, well, and that's what I was saying about the kids. Is like, they have to go through these steps to, to see what works for them, you know? Like, like Mick was saying, like he used to like, every day that he wasn't like competing, he would like get on the piss, like on the tour. And then he had to like realize that that wasn't like <laughs> the formula for him to win the world title. Whereas like someone might be able to like drink beers the whole event and like win the event and the world title. So it's just all like you have to go through your own experiences in order to become wise in what works for you.
0: Hey, thanks for uh, chatting with us today.
1: <laughs> no worries. We got
0: like kind of deep at the end. <laughs> I love it. I love it when you uh, get deep. You and your uh, you and your old boy could always have good uh, conversations with uh, Daddy D. Yeah, he's pretty wise
1: huh? and smart. He's one of those... Guys, who doesn't look smart, but he's pretty, pretty smart. Yeah, he
0: looks dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing about Dino is he's uh, really open. You know, like um, I was talking to him at Margaret's, uh, I think I saw him at the Margaret's car park. is was over there doing a thing on Italo. And we we're just talking about the uh, Deba final. And I said, yeah, I thought Italo got the score. And um, sorry, man. And he was, uh, but he dab was really open. So he, he, you know, we, we sort of debated it, but he, yeah. he really listens to other people. Yeah. And he analy- you know, I love the way he analyzes everyone surfing. He, lo- he knows the minutiae of every person's heat strategy and the way they approach a wave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think he deserved to get it, but <laughs> 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 that's the great thing about surfing. Everyone's got their opinions, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like assholes, huh? What's, yeah. um, what characteristics do you think you got from your dad?
1: Uh, all of them, probably. Like I said in the beginning, we are like, best friends now and spend so much time together. We're like, it's pretty hard for us to, for hard for people to tell us apart if you took away what we look like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, as an, as an opinions and views in life.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even like our voice and whatever, a lot of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. you know, you know, you know, children are a menage of their mothers and fathers. What do you think you got from your mother?
1: Um, I think I got my looks from my mom. <laughs> Maybe not my nose, but um, my mom's, like, very pretty. So,
0: so you're pretty, yeah. pretty, 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 too? Probably
1: my looks. Um, <laughs> uh, not saying I'm super good looking, but, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my lighter skin and stuff, she's, like, full blonde. Uh, what I got from her, I, got, I probably got a little bit more stubbornness from her. She's, my dad's a little less stubborn and my mom's like really stubborn she's she's from like middle of california like kind of hick indian reservation zone so she's got like that real like middle america like toughness to her so i probably have a little bit more of that from my mom
0: with you with the quirkiness of your father
1: with the quirkiness and i do have a little bit of like my dad which has been super helpful for me in my life and career. is like he wants to make everyone feel like the best they've ever felt when he's around them, which I'm sure you feel like, you know, he just loves like, you know, giving them compliments, making them feel good and talking to them. So I have a little bit of that from my dad too.
0: I remember calling someone after talking to dad in the car park and saying, Dino and is my best friend. I swear. I swear we're fucking best friends. <laughs> Dinner's so, so rad. I'm friends with fucking.
1: Well, that was like a perfect example of like, me being able to like be in the zone of like competing and be like nice to you but like I'm there to like try my board or do whatever and he just like will take the conversation over and just make them feel like so good about like the overall situation you know what I mean
0: (laughs) he's your he's your Johnny Gannon when Taj had Johnny Gannon Johnny Gannon was like that for Taj
1: yeah was he just like
0: it's just like, this, amazing, this amazing character and you just sort of spin in their orbit briefly and you know Taj, you talk Taj and Taj is always friendly and uh, but Johnny would make you feel a million bucks and you know and Dino is yeah. the same sort of creature.
1: Make you laugh and you know yeah. let you sleep on his floor, like do feed you, like do everything for you.
0: Yeah and Johnny would choke you out if you get out of line, it's great. <laughs> yeah, <I like> that. <laughs>
1: My dad wouldn't
0: do that, but <laughs> <laughs> he just feeds you one of those fucking bullet coffees and um, like you put on about 20 pounds in one one sitting. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> fucking bullet coffee, those 10,000 calorie bullet coffees you guys have? Jesus. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> area, I had a little vacation with, with your dad in Bali and, and Matt, and it's, a, it's the first time I'd ever seen a, it must have been about 2014. It's the first time I've seen a bullet coffee. He's preparing this thing, just watching the calories go in and in and in. It could feed a whole African village for about a week. <laughs> it's like when I saw Sal Masakella at, um, at Kelly's Surf Ranch. He had so many protein bars. He's going, oh, man, I have I have one of these. And these are in my dashboard. These are in my, my bag. I have these all the time. He's going, fuck, lay off the protein bars, brother. And same with, uh, with Daddy Deer. It's like, maybe just lay off the bullet coffees, mate. Just have a black coffee and a banana. Just, my
1: dad tries to find the silver bullet of life. <laughs>
0: has he found it yet or is it the bullet you
1: just need to exercise and eat moderately healthy
0: and you'll be healthy <laughs> yeah it ain't rocket science is it yeah <laughs> alright thanks mate lovely to talk